Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Off the Rack. I'm Sal. Oh, this is a comic book talk show where we chat about the comic books that came out the past week, and then we recommend comics coming out this week that we think you should buy. We also talk about the news in the comic book world. There's a bunch of things that came out in both the comic book and pop culture spectrum. Uh, I mention it because we're comic pop here on Comic Pop Returns, actually. Yes. Uh, but uh, that pop there doesn't isn't just for uh, sensationalism. It also encapsulates all the pop culture stuff that might also be tangentially related to comic books. Okay. I cite uh, two actual things. Uh, the first of which is the Ghostbusters 4 trailer oh, and also oh. uh, Master of the Universe Revelation. Yeah. We're not really going to get into the Ghostbusters trailer because I know you didn't see it, but it's like it's uh, it's yeah. out. It came out and I saw it and I love it and I'm excited, even though everyone's like mad about Ghostbusters being a franchise even though it's always been a franchise since like 1984 not here to complain about that now i don't care i like ghostbusters so i'm here for it um we'll talk more in depth about the trailer maybe some other day but in the meantime i'm just hyped for it uh i should mention thank you that this show is sponsored by viewers like you if you're watching the show live here right now and if you want to catch the show live you can always like this video subscribe to the channel click the bell for notifications and you'll know when we do go live which is of course on mondays closer to 6 p.m eastern standard time uh every uh, every monday so come by and check out the show live because if you do you might be one of the few people who is oper- who has an opportunity to sponsor today's show and keep the riffraff out uh as a uh, you know make it make it our show you know yeah. so uh if you want to do so you can always do so by uh using super chats by asking question or comment we'll read it here on the show or if you're watching the show after the fact you could still do the the same thing by using super thanks but you don't have to do that there's no uh, look i don't make up these terrible terms yeah, for right. things but uh yeah if you wanted to do that you could and it would be it, it would dif- it, it would differentiate your comment from all the other comments mm-hmm. it would say something like i sponsored today's show even though i wasn't there live uh and here's my comment i want you to read and by the way i always read those comments uh, i read most of the comments if not all of them but i also uh give a special thanks to those people who super thanks as well I figure, well, if they're through super thanking, I best I guess I should super thank them as well. There you go. Yeah. I should also super thank uh, our friend over at uh, Kyle Higgins's place uh, with the massive verse for shooting us over this card game, uh, the fighting card game for uh, Radiant Black and the massive verse. It's a whole ass card game dedicated to this universe that uh, allows you to play uh, two player games between five and 15 minutes long. If you're interested, you can check out uh, this from Solus Entertainment. Uh, it's, it's it's available for sale, and it's uh, it's neat. I think it's really cool that it's like you know this this whole independent comic book universe is uh, is is catching like wildfire, cartoons, etc. So yeah, thanks to uh, the Massive Verse for shooting us over a copy of this. It's still sealed in box, a mint in box, uh, because uh, I haven't had five to fifteen minutes to actually play this game yet, but. Check it out anyway. It's fun. Apparently, it's just a quick drop-in, drop-out kind of uh, fighting game. I like that. Which I really appreciate, because usually if I'm playing a card game, I know I'm in it for the long haul. Really? Yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, geez, I'm going to play this game for like two hours. But uh, no, not with this. <laughs> a massive verse fighting card game. I was like, can I position it well? It's not bad. <laughs> there you go. So proud of myself for that one, right? everybody. Uh, in the uh, in the news world, uh, yeah. anything that you uh, you came across that you wanted to talk about before I get into the topic that I have at my uh, at my fingertips? Um, no, I just saw there was like a little tiny interview with um, that Ultimate X Men. Yes, I I'm like I just like Peach Momoko. You love Peach Momoko. I like her. I like her style. Met her twice now. I did. I, she just seems like such a nice person, just a very pleasant human being. Um, so, <sighs> oh, my mic's off. 
Let's talk over here. There you go. All right. <laughs> I'm Tiffany. <laughs> At least I didn't, you know, mm-hmm. say too much. So it's true. It's good. true. You know, it's pretty quiet at the beginning. Um, anyway, um, but um, yeah, Peach, Peach, Peach Momoko, Ultimate Universe. I just, I like her as an artist. I like her as um as person seemingly i don't know i don't know her i just i've met her a couple like twice yeah she's been a lovely person to to interact with but also you like her her work yeah yeah did a did a little interview just about like the upcoming ultimate x-men and just you know it was very surface level which i appreciate i'm not looking for for spoilers for this no i just want to read the product as it comes out um but admittedly peach has not really been doing monthly books so i'm interested to see if she like how she takes to the pace yeah to the pacing of having a monthly book being the writer and the artist on it mm-hmm. uh it will of course be focused on armor we knew that already um along with uh another character who is um a japanese girl who is a big fan of storm so ah. it's kind of like okay i already feel a kinship uh, with you because i too am a fan of storm yes uh, so at least i'm part of those criteria i i am i'm with you on that um but yeah i, I appreciated her her interview it was, it was she was very uh kind you know clearly you know, she's like, I don't know everything about X-Men. But right, she's she, very forthcoming about yeah, it. Yeah, like, but like, you know, she did her research when it came to doing Demon Days, and she's interested in being part of this world, and the fact that like she's not basing this apparently off of any previous run mm-hmm. was a reason that Hickman wanted her. Yeah. You know, he, he wanted her to come in and just do something different, and so I think that's what we're going to get, so I'm excited for it. Yes, very different X-Men. Yeah. Uh, people who have preconceived <laughs> ideas about X-Men in this universe, I would throw them away. This is yeah, going to be something I else. I don't know if we're going to get anything like that. Like, you know how, like, with, like, you know, it's the Marvel Universe, but it's, you know, prehistoric, or it's Marvel Universe in 1602, or it's Marvel Universe or whatever. Like, it tends to be relying on you having some preconceived knowledge of those characters, and I mm-hmm. feel like in this, it might not. We'll, we'll see. We'll yeah. See. I mean, no matter what, I'm grabbing it, so hooray. Yeah. So you can check out that interview if you want. But like I said, there's not much to it. It's very surface level because mm-hmm. you read that on Adventures in Port Taste, I, I assume. I did, in fact, do that. Nice. Uh, well, I read uh, a more or less like an excerpt from a podcast, which uh, one Simon Spurrier, a creator you're a very big fan of. I myself am a fan of his as well, but not to the degree you are. Uh, he came on our show and chatted a lot. And uh, he was also on another podcast, uh, specifically the uh, Sketched uh podcast where he uh revealed some kind of like a uh, little bit of tea about um he, he was spilling it? he was spilling a little bit of tea about uh how, about sales figures and about like who's uh, privy to them and he doesn't speak to uh any other publisher outside of marvel he's speaking specifically about the fact that like apparently most writers if not editors at marvel are completely unaware of how well their books sell and okay. so as a result they are not uh, able to make decisions around sales because they're not privy to those numbers which uh i think is a unique practice pretty much limited to marvel at this point Uh, i'm fairly sure that a lot of different creators especially top creators are privy to numbers at the uh sales level because they need to know you know, because it also results in things like bonuses. It results in things like uh, accolades or, uh, you know, at the very least, uh, negotiation tactics. You know, I could see why Marvel would withhold them because Marvel's notoriously uh, not, you know, creator friendly. But um, I don't know how I feel about it. 
Yeah, I, I, I think I, it bothers I think, me. I think it's I think it's a, a negative. Overall. It's a negative. Oh yeah. But it could there could have been could have been in like an alternate right. universe where or like thirty five years ago this might not have been as Machiavellian as you might yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like if you think about it, there is something interesting. Were there no social media, mm-hmm. you know, and, and places for creators to be harassed uh, into changing things, right? But like there is something interesting about the idea of being like, don't worry about what the numbers are tell your story yes i don't think that's where they're coming from absolutely but if not. that was the practice there's something really cool about that yeah i agree with that that you, said right <laughs> that said they they don't uh they do make decisions based on sales and i know that they've said things like don't worry about it only to find out that like the rug's getting pulled out from under them mm, you know mm-hmm. like if if the publisher is going to make decisions based on sales the creator should be aware of their impact mm-hmm. you know and and they can't, I mean, I appreciate living or working, creating in a vacuum. Yeah. Being like, here is what I'm doing, regardless of what the scuttlebutt is yeah, about, yeah, yeah. you know, my direction, you know, maybe letters, but for the most part, social media, again, it's like a social, it's a sensationalized, you know, echo chamber that doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily determine how well a book is doing or how impactful you as a creator are. Yeah. But sales are the great equalizer Mm -hmm. it is one way of being able to determine a book is successful a book is reaching the audience the the audience is accepting the book um it's absolutely barbaric it's an it's an old antiquated typically marvel practice of Mm -hmm. of making sure that i mean and especially okay so i understand not sympathize but i understand a position of marvel being like keep the creators in the dark you know, only we can keep, but the editors too. Now that being said, of course, we all know that only like two editors work at Marvel, but uh, I digress, you know, yeah. at least both of them should know. I mean, yeah. just by, just by accident, they should be aware of how, how their right, books are. Right, 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 right. But yeah, uh, I, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I trust Sai to share that information since he has no vested interest in lying or right, right, right. keeping that uh, to himself. And hopefully that kind of uh, conversation, this kind of conversation is, you know, making a few people upset, you know, you know, if you're in the bullpen at Marvel and you feel like, hey, I feel I suspect I'm being kept in the dark about this. Um, Yeah, you are. And for those who might know they're being kept in the dark, but are thinking to themselves, I think that's is that crappy? Like, is that is that lousy? Yeah, no, it is. You should be outraged and you should want to know. So I know that Sai is is headed back over to D.C. Oh, yeah, he's leaving. Um, so what you're telling me is here, I, I'm not going to be getting a Sizeberry or Doctor Strange anytime soon. Doesn't look like you're getting that anytime <laughs> soon. No, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't anticipate it unless, uh, you know, unless Sai was huge, you know, got really, really big, really, really fast. And uh, and, and DC screwed him over. I think he's going to be huge. Yes, he's a hugely great creator. Yes. But uh, no, but that is that, that's really like, yeah. Yeah. I, I, and again, I know it's like if it were you know, a different time and different circumstances surrounding it. There could be some altruistic reason for doing it, but clearly that's not what's happening Hell no. here. So that's, a, that sucks. That's not, that's no way to work. Nope. I agree. That's no way to work. But that doesn't, you know, it doesn't help either <laughs> then is because like, let's say your numbers are tanking and therefore you don't get a chance to help the book and then you're off the book and you're uh-huh. like, why am I off the book? Yeah. Or if I had known that the numbers were heading in this trajectory, I might've wrapped up my story a little cleaner instead of being like, Oh no, I have to wrap up now or I'm ending on a cliffhanger. Right. It's just, it's like, 
working for any company and then being fired for something and you're like well, why am i being fired and they're like oh for these reasons like i didn't know that was yeah why problem. didn't you have a meeting with me at why any point why didn't you tell me so that i could make adjustments yeah so, yeah for me no it, it is the equivalent of like not of having a policy internally about not sharing your salary with each other you know it's like why right well right. because then you might uh all catch wise to how we're screwing you that's why i mean uh because it's uh, it's just it's just not polite <laughs> it's not polite for a writer or artist duo to know what the financial impact on the company is for uh you know for their creative output insane yeah i agree uh drew mason or Mar markham Markham says, I love the channel. Thank you very much, Drew. Oh, thank you. Gave my little sister or little brother, Mr. Miracle, to get him into comics. Nice. Now we're both going to MegaCon. And I couldn't be more excited. <gasps> oh, that's so sweet. That's Have great. Fun. Have fun. It's this weekend. Uh, Hulkzilla, happy Monday. It's been a good first month of the year, and you guys played a huge part in that. Best wishes. Thank you very much, Hulkzilla. Oh, Glad we could be a part of it. Yeah, so sweet. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. YC Goosey, uh, hey, y'all. Hope that Stars and Garters got you as much as it got me. Comic Pop Woo also would love to hear your thoughts on the resurrection of Magneto. Well, we will see what Tiffany thinks about that in a minute. Uh, Bear Farmer, uh, Comic Pop Woo, what do you think about Sabretooth's war off jump? Just caught up with uh, on my X-Men, and it almost feels like it's interrupting the story I want. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, the story you want is probably now going on in X-Force, and honestly, X-Force this week, I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to piece together a timeline in this. We're going to probably need a little few more issues of it to piece together when this is happening comparatively to what's going on in Wolverine with the Sabretooth war, but I totally agree. Yep. Um, and, and I do have a feeling a lot of it has to do with just um, who's leaving the book, who's leaving the book or like what might be coming next since we're not 100 percent where Krakoa or where the um, mutants and X-Men will land post Krakoa. Mm -hmm. uh, it might just be this is their opportunity. Yeah. So I, I get it. But at the same time, I kind of wish they had done it not connect. Absolutely. Like, I, I, or, or kept it. Well, I mean, it is kind of separate. Like it doesn't seem to be really directly connected with Fall of X. But it is because of its location. Like that first issue isn't like there's no reason any of the things would have happened in that issue without the Fall of X. Mm. So, you know, I, I feel like there are other ways to do it. Um but I, I also, I don't know the standings over there, so I don't want to pretend like I'm just like, I could have done it better. It's just, I, I have a feeling it's just what they had to deal with. Yep. Uh, and Bryce Harriet, hi, love your episodes. Thanks for everything. Oh, thank you, well, Bryce. Thank you, Bryce. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's funny. Um, the Sabretooth Wars, actually, for me, I think it's a proving ground, or at least, yeah, it's a proving ground for what Marvel is dabbling uh, in something they did 30 years ago, which uh, was the Max line. Remember how uh, Marvel was like, oh, we're going to deal with like unrated or yep. more mature rated comic yep. books. They're doing that again uh, with uh, with Blood Hunt, with uh, the, the upcoming Jed McKay, Pepe Larraz, Blade, vampire-centric event that's happening. I didn't know anything uh, about that. Yeah, apparently Jed they are, McKay. Jed McKay <laughs> is writing an event. That's right. Starring Blade and vampires and Moon Knight and more. It is essentially everything that he was doing with Moon Knight and at all in one big event with Pepe Larraz on art. Uh, but they are apparently releasing unrated versions of the issues separately from the issue. So you'll get your like Marvel Comics expectations comic of Blood Hunt. And then you can buy a different book that is the R-rated version. With more grotesqueries and so forth, which I was like, interesting to me, if it is pushing the genre and the format and the art forward, if it is like, if this is the only way we can get Marvel to try that thing they tried <laughs> 30 yeah. years ago, yeah, yeah. Uh, then uh, I say, you know, all the power to it. It is seemingly a cash grab, you know. Let's see if we can get them to buy two different versions of the well, same comic. Yes book. and no. I mean, it, it. I mean, 
for them if they're trying to play ball with the the, the brick and mortars it makes sense for them to want to do this where mm-hmm. it's like you got to go into the store or like have a pre-order i don't know how they're going to handle it yeah because it's not gonna be much of a ban if it's just on the shelf <laughs> Well, no. And anyone can buy it. Right. Well, I mean, no. I guess and I think it is. Unless they're checking IDs. Well, no, the book is the cover's gonna have a special thing on it that so like the right. the retailer will have discretion. Sure, sure. Or at least sure. that's the expectation. Okay. But yeah. Uh interesting idea. Just I, I saw that and I was like, oh, yeah. oh, I'll mention that to Tiffany. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh but never mind that. We're here to talk about comic books. Are we? Yeah, we are. Uh that's <laughs> why I'm talking about Green Arrow number eight from Joshua Williamson and Phil Hester. Nice. Phil Hester back. Uh, on the character, uh, although he never really left, he was here uh, doing a couple of fill-ins or uh, flashbacks uh, in the in this this current series. Onomatopoeia has returned to kill the Arrow family, or at the very least, uh, Ollie and his son. I, I both like and don't like this cover all at the same time. Yeah, I I, I can't tell. It is very evocative of the old Kevin Smith, Phil Hester run, oh, which sure. saw the, the the creation of Onomatopoeia. Sure. I love that this uh, uh, appearance of Onomatopoeia does not contradict, nor does it condone uh, the use of that character by other creators and other people's character books that haven't been finished in 15, 20 years. Ah. Uh, but this is great. It's a, it's a real true homecoming. It's really, I mean, obviously we know that Phil Hester's still got the chops, can still like, you know, roll with the big boys he is one of the big boys he's killing he's killing it and uh the book looks great um basically ollie uh is uh, dead they killed green arrow uh, right. and uh and what was it uh onomatopoeia is the assassin and uh and of course i think you could see where it's going and uh so i don't want to spoil too much for it but okay. the book opens with the death of green arrow yeah, yeah and yeah. and it's a really it's just a really fun issue and it and it ties directly in with the amanda waller plot that seemingly only josh is playing with um i believe it came up also in beast war so uh, at least you know the people mm-hmm. who are involved at the top levels are, are are implementing this like amanda waller has a problem with the dc universe and superheroes specifically but uh, i know i know but more <laughs> more uh, aggressively in this one okay, okay. like we find out that like she has a hit on superheroes and she's like there's a bounty on superheroes and if you take the bounty no suicide squad stuff like you get paid you get or if you're in jail you get out okay. end of story for every hero you kill you know, you get a benefit from Waller and it's just like, and no one has taken the bait because they all think it's a double cross. Right. Except for Onomatopoeia. Who's like, all right. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a nut job. <laughs> uh, I was worried we we're going to see Onomatopoeia's face, but uh, I think we do anyway. Not in this, but another book, yeah. but it's a fun book. If you're not reading green arrow, I dig it the way that uh, Benny, the comic story uh, salivates over the green lantern book. I myself find the green arrow book equally fun and niche. So uh, it's worth checking out. Um, what about you, Tiffy? Uh, that's a good question. I, I don't know where to start. Uh, I read, uh, let's do Gods. I did Gods uh, number four this week. Sweet. Um, this is uh, Hickman and uh, Skeety. Yes. On art. Well, Hickman on writing and Skeety on art. Naturally. Uh, you know, we didn't get a chance to talk about issue three, but I did read issue three and then I read issue four. <laughs> yeah, in right. that order. Naturally. Um, that's good. But like, listen, do I love this book? Absolutely. Is part of the reason I love this book because Doctor Strange has been in all the issues? Yes. Yeah, that's great. Yes. Um, but I also do like Win. I like the world that's being built here. I like the fact that Hickman is just adding. Right. 
and that's you what know, he does pulling and but he's also pulling things you know what i mean he's like oh, let's use this let's use that let's like you know what i mean there's a lot right, to right. It. i bet you never knew about this thing you already knew it, about well, it's, it's some of that it's, it's some of him just you know like fleshing some things out and honestly i'm not going to pretend like i fully understand where we're going with this because there's sometimes no it's fun to just be on the ride it's fun to just like you know just enjoy the book enjoy the journey um and i think i'm gonna have a better um idea of it when you when i have it all together mm -hmm. that's always the way mm -hmm. um but i there's just so much in this book that i love uh, you know the writing is so tight even when you're like maybe a little over your head and you're like i don't know what's happening and i'm just hanging on yes until i get to something that i do get um it doesn't feel too like heady though you know Good. what i mean like i don't feel like i'm like totally lost yeah like, it's just sometimes i'm like what what oh, okay cool cool yeah. all right either you're going to explain that later on or i don't need to know that's fine too yeah um but i feel like that's just you know competent writing and where you like you trust your reader to be able to to keep up mm -hmm. um so i think that's really cool um there was an addition last issue that we didn't get a chance to talk about and i really just love this concept yeah um but this uh girl amelia addison is added and she is a cassandra which oh. I thought was really cool because within mythology, Cassandra was an oracle of sorts, mm -hmm. but like uh, a, a prophesizer who no one would believe. And that there have been many Cassandras, okay. you know, using it as like this term and that like they always know exactly what's going to happen and no one ever listens to them. And I was like, that is it's just cool. It's just fun to watch that from her perspective. Yeah. Um, this issue, without getting too, too much into it, I, I want to call out something I thought that was really well done in which um, we simultaneously get the background for our character that we're dealing with in this issue, but also get the present day, uh, what is happening, uh, which was continued from the last I issue. Okay. Uh, that requires Strange to essentially like slow down time mm. and allow Wynn to like punch someone out, which I'm like, that's really cool. I mm -hmm. love that, right? Yeah. Uh, but each time we see them attempting it, the dialogue's slightly different. So it's like clearly they They've try been doing it, it and over then and they over go back again. and then they do it again. And it's only like, it was only three times. <laughs> that's cool. But like you see, like the, the dialogue for Strange is... Um, uh, on it sliding backward as they step forward the first time and then the next time it's as they slow down and then the last time i think is as they stand still and that's when he gets it and you see like the art shifts slightly for that and like i i just thought that was a really good use of visuals matched with storytelling to really give you that full idea of what is happening mm -hmm. um but yeah just really great like i said the world building in this, you know, clearly we're taking some already existing ideas within the Marvel universe and we're just kind of expanding and, and investigating and we're Hickmanizing it. And, mm -hmm. I, you know, <laughs> for better or for worse, I, I think it's for better. Yeah. In but without this, like a lot of pomp and circumstance, like God's got a big release in as much as the first issue was $10. Yes. And now the other issues have been, they are expensive. I'm not going to pretend. Yeah, they're going to be like six, I think, or something like that. They're, 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 they're not 10 again, but I think they are. I think they are uh, $5.99. Yeah. I can't remember now. Um, but right I think there. that they are. $4.99. Oh, it is $4.99? Oh, it is only five. Hooray! <laughs> Hooray, I spent less on it than I thought I did. Excellent. <laughs> um, but I, I know that this is also one of those things that may not appeal to everyone no it's true oh no well that's the thing is like i think hickman knows that i think hickman's like look i'm playing with i want to play with the marvel magic world uh well, i know just the magic world it is you know we're, we're dealing with, we're with space time. and time and stuff like that cosmic but like, beings and you know and, and you know the in-betweener is in this mm, like we're, we're dealing with all right but as far things. as the layman's concern as far yes. as street level or mutant level or Avengers, yeah. this is the magic world. Like right. it, it has no overlap in places that Hickman has been, yeah. though it is still part of the same universe. But yeah. it allows it to be this this whole niche 
place that he can turn on its ear because by and large, most top creators don't want to play in that space, nor does Marvel want to invest money in it. Right, so, right, right, right. I, I do want to point out that there was um, in the last issue, uh, you know, again, we didn't really get a chance to talk about it. By the way, the last issue, uh, the way it ends is how we begin the next, like the, the fourth issue. So it's funny because it's like, wait, if you think, if you felt like you had just seen those, like a month ago, mm-hmm. you did. Ah. Um, but it, it's a clever use of that. Um, but there's a character that is, I believe, introduced in this. I'm going to say introduced because I don't think it existed before this. Um, but Hickman is calling them, or calling this, he's Oblivion. Okay. Um, one of the the greater gods, I believe. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find his exact, uh, here we go. He's an abstract. Uh, an abstract is one of the eight Ur divisors found along the universal axis of power they're beings of immense power and unfathomable motivation greater gods in every sense of the word nah. blah, 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 right and i'm like one of like an abstract is one of the eight and i'm like are you doing are you trying to like indicate that like the the marvel universe has its own like endless in a way and this oh yeah this is oblivion why not and i was like that kind of captured the imagination i don't know how far we're gonna go into it or if it's just like a Here's the thing, but here's the thing. I got an idea. Whatever. We'll see if anybody wants to play. It's with almost, it. and I can't tell if Hickman is the type of writer who's like, it's almost more fun for the idea to just exist without being, without being a thing. I've got to find. Yeah. But if you look at his Avengers, it's like, no, you no, I guess that's, true. that's like, no, you invented a thing. Here you go. Okay. But I mean, or he's got like, they're going to show up and it's, <laughs> and, and he's, he's counting on the readers, his fans yeah. to go. That's not come out, that's not totally out of nowhere. Oh, okay. Oblivion did exist prior. Oh, right. there you go. Oh, good. No, there's always someone ready to let me know that you're wrong. I know I'm always wrong. No, but it's really not a big deal. No, it's like true. I said, like I I read this. I actually realized I hadn't read three, so yeah. I didn't read them back to back. Oh yeah, so, so it was like a it was like I didn't a have double time issue. To do my due diligence, folks. I'm no, sorry. True. Um, but yeah, I still I still think that this is a great series, and I I love the art. I think Skeety's doing really phenomenal work. You know, I, I have always enjoyed his uh, costume design, obviously, yeah. um, but I do like a lot of his panel work and I really like his people just in general. Um, and obviously, like he's unafraid of like beauty of, you know, things that are less beautiful. Like it's just he's, he's just a good or like good artist just in general. Yeah. Um, so great pairing for these two. Again, I know this one's not ever up everyone's alley and I totally get people skipping it. But, um, you know, if you're interested in it at all, maybe you want to pre-order the trade or something. I don't know. I like yeah. it. I think it's worth it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. definitely it's a, it's a, it's a big deal in the Marvel universe that like no one's really talking about. Sure. I think there are, I think the people who, the audience that this is for, I think is finding it. I think they're loving so. it, but they'll also be nice and like respectful and quiet about it. <laughs> it's it's isn't, funny. Isn't that pleasant? Yeah. Uh, well, I read Punisher number three from uh, David Pepos and Rod Rice. Right. Uh, this is of course the, uh, the replacement Punisher yeah. uh, or rather the like new, new established new Punisher. Yeah. Yeah. New it, it, new Punisher. And uh, it was fun. I, I, I had kind of dropped off by, well, I read the first issue. I'd skip the second issue. I read the third issue. Um, okay. But it's fun. You're, you're seeing a Punisher who's like deliberately, like he's very much on the run. He is haunted by his family, but in a very like comic booky Marvel way, they're not ghosts. They're more just like haunting. It, 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 it evokes that feeling of like classic Punisher where it makes you go like, Oh man, like this dude, you know, his family is freshly murdered and he's really sad, but he's also really angry and he feels really responsible for what they've done and, uh, or what he's done. You know, he feels that he was the target of their assassination right and that they were collateral damage well it turns out he was not the direct okay. attempt and that he was supposed to be collateral damage and so that uh, should absolve him a little bit of his guilt but yeah. uh, but he has a death wish he wants to be with them 
And uh, so he's like, I'm just here to solve this thing. And then when I do, I'm out, mm -hmm. which I kind of love. It almost has like a bit of a ticking clock element to it. Mm. Um, he has his own microchip character. It's fun to see like this character um, parallel things you know about Punisher. There was a great moment where there was a big reveal of the like a, a, a uh, behind the scenes type uh, villain uh, who leaves a calling card in the form of a puzzle piece. And I was like, whoa, that's a, oh, it's a new jigsaw. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, for yeah, this yeah, Punisher. Yeah. And he's got this really great design with a really cool, like, it you know. It involves a little tricycle and a puppet. Uh -huh, and he's like, Punisher, you want to play a game? And everyone's like, no, no, no please, we're all done playing your away. game. That sucks. No, nobody wants But no, to. it's a lot of fun. It's a really, it, it, was a, it was a really, like, again, what I what I liked about the first issue remains in the third issue. Yeah. It's a quintessentially Marvel comic. It is very much in the spirit of, of, of Punisher. I think that if you liked Frank, you'll probably like this. It is yeah. a revenge story. It is a uh, it's a mystery. You're on the ground floor. There's no context. There's three issues. Totally worth checking out. Uh, so that was fun. Excellent. I want to do a quick follow-up. Please here do about the about Oblivion. Oblivion. Um, so it's to not be outdone by chat. Uh, um, it, yeah, no, yeah, he is an established character. It is funny though because uh, his reference is having siblings, which I was like, <laughs> um, but it only seems to be three siblings, and he's mentioned to be one of eight in this. So I mm -hmm. don't know if this is an instance in which Hickman, they added more, or Hickman just knows more than the rest of us, which right. is absolutely possible because like the Ur is not mentioned within the article here. But I do believe that this character was created by uh, Demetrius, which is not at all surprising. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, although the one thing that is surprising is that jade mckay is not related or uh, nick spencer for that no no creator yeah, yeah uh, dima Mateus back in like 1984 which like of course yeah here's an idea uh, of course of course this is uh you know and that's the thing like you know what i mean like this this it's funny that it is dima Mateus too because some of the i like the way in which this is written in that level of like here are things and you know it's up to you to decide if you want to jump into it or not very much feels a bit like Shambhala like into Shambhala yeah. which is they're not exactly the same um but uh but it's just that that I don't know that like artistic artistic look to it and also the you know the just the like here are the concepts. Yes. Here's the ideas getting get out. But I'm telling a story here. I mean, I just want to give you an idea. Yeah, and then this, is, this is the world. Yeah, exactly. Enjoy it or not. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I read a uh, superior Spider-Man number three. He's got a chart somewhere. Yeah, of course you he does. You know he does. He's got like lots of charts. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, yeah. So much, so many charts. It's true. Uh, Dan Slott, Mark Bagley. Uh, this is, of course, uh, the new superior Spider-Man series in which Pete and Otto are working together to deal with a villain who was also a longstanding character from Slott's run who has now become a villain or at least became a villain during the superior Spider-Man story. It's retcon where she was um, a character that nobody wanted to deal with after slot left the book. And so he's like, Oh, well then here's what happened to her when I was still on the book and nobody wanted to write about her. So here we go. She's a villain. And uh, so uh, Pete and Doc Ock have to go into a uh, very deep cut reference uh, to Doc Ock's master planner, um, a subterranean sub aquatic lair mm -hmm. uh, where Pete had his uh, triumphant moment where he had to like lift the big heavy thing to get the, 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 the medicine that would save Aunt May. Mm -hmm. um, Otto has to guide Pete because of course Otto is in his own body. Uh, there's actually a really funny moment. It's a great sequence where Pete and Otto are kind of like brainstorming. Mm -hmm. And uh, while Otto's working on like the plan, Pete is doing a timeline of basically securing for himself like you are untrustworthy mm. because you did go through catharsis that made you a better person in these instances here in this timeline but the auto i'm talking to didn't 
you're here before the other autos did all those things and died or were unmade or whatever. So like you've never experienced the tragedies or losses that you need in order to become a good person. Uh Oh, so I don't trust you. <laughs> right, 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 right. And I'm like, that's really fun. What a good, yeah. what, what a great uh, observation. What a, what a Peter thing to do. Uh, so that was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then of course you watch like Pete pretend to be Doc Ock. And it was just like a fun kind of like good story. I just really enjoyed uh, Pete's reaction to like the spiderlings that uh, Doc Ock has le- kept in his employ the entire mm. time in this lair. Uh, you know, it's, it's just really fun to watch uh, Pete and, 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 and Otto work together uh, to be one hero. Um, of course, you know, then it's a double cross, but uh, it, it was fun. It was just a fun uh, story. Good art. I I enjoyed the hell out of it. Uh, weird. Yeah. Suspicious. Fair, but uh, fair. no, I, I dug it. I, good good stuff. Superior Spider-Man 3. Who's How's the art on the interiors? Because did Bagley do the cover? No, that's Humberto Ramos. Uh... Are you talking about this duplicate character here on the front? Um, Where it's literally the same design? Yeah, no, I wasn't. I actually was. I, I just. It's, it's a little stiffer than I, um, I'm used to seeing from yeah. Bagley. But it if, might if, be Bagley. It looks like Humberto Ramos, but it might actually it's be just Bagley. The signature looks like Bagley. That's Bagley's signature. That's yeah. yeah. And hmm. like it's just there's just like I'm not like the the one, the hand on the left side of the cover is mm-hmm. like kind of weird. Mm. Like the perspective on it. Like I was just I'm just surprised at mm. how not how rushed this kind of feels yeah oh, magley's under the gun at all times yeah, I guess but uh true. but i do love you know it's funny i i actually really liked this cover mm. um despite the the duplicate guys i was like this is the same guy but like with the different uh hand gestures but uh bagley's been doing all the covers been doing all the interiors the book's coming out on time yeah yeah you know, i'm like, not i'm not really i just no, not, was like i was just like wow like, Wait, does, it, does the interiors look as do they look stronger than this i think they're on par Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I had no particular issue, though I did question whether it was Bagley. Not that I thought it was like less than. Mm-hmm. It's just that I was like, oh, is that was Bagley doing the entire book? I, I was uh, I was surprised to see that. Okay. Um, based on the like the, the style that Bagley is a pro- his he's achieving now mm-hmm. at this point in his career. Uh, but he, he's still I think he's still got it. He's still doing it. Awesome, awesome. Uh, what else you got i uh, just real quickly i don't really go too much into this but i just want everyone to know i'm still reading hexagon bridge and i still love it yeah that's really just it there's richard blake on writing and art i this is such a weird book i <laughs> love it it's just I, it's just so out there and i this book i think this book is smarter than than myself for mm-hmm. sure i again i guess i want to reread this at some point um but uh yeah it's just a lot of really interesting concepts in mm-hmm. this and i mean i just they're just these pages in this book and i, I like yeah i can't great. get over the the mastery of color and and just overall just the beauty of of the artwork within it it, it very much is the type of artwork i do gravitate towards mm-hmm. um so naturally i can't help but like be like no oh, it's so good it's oh so sure good. um but the, yeah the book is also like just interesting and and i almost w- would love to see a uh a show um you know maybe, i'm sure they would too maybe a la like a twin peaks or, or like you know yeah you know just in that vein yeah not exactly that i don't think that's quite his i don't think this is quite his level of of avant-garde of avant-garde but like somewhere somewhere close to that i think it would be pretty pretty good but i'm also just pleased with the way that it is i don't need it to be translated into something else True, (laughs) true. but just a book i really like yeah 
I read uh, I didn't really read Ghost Machine. I didn't get a chance to actually like l- like read this book, but I did look through it. It's it's literally a sampler. It just shows you like oh, a sure. few pages from every uh, book under the label. I legitimately thought was already out, but I think that's just because they had the booth. Yeah. And I think it's because like, yeah, I was like, did I read this already or did, is this a thing? Yeah. We had like Ashcan yeah. copies from New York Comic Con. So yeah, I've actually I mentioned that last. Week yeah. Too. I looked at this a while ago. I wasn't mm-hmm. sure what this was going to be because I, you know. Again, I haven't seen this since October. Um, but uh, again, I can't say much to the writing because I really didn't get a chance to actually read the uh, the deeper parts of it. But mm-hmm. I did get a chance to look at the art and the art is as good as you'd expect, maybe even better. Uh, you're seeing a lot of work from like Gary Frank, Brian Hitch, uh, P- uh, uh, Ivan Rice, uh, you know, Francis Manipole. It's great. It looks great. It's a very good looking uh, bunch of books. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one can hope that they are continually bringing their a game because it's very much, this is a book that it it has something to prove. Okay. And it is showing you the best of their, um, of their talents. So is that how this is going to work? Is that each book has little bits of each? No, 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 no. This is just, this is ghost machine. The name of the group is goes like the company is yeah, Ghost Machine. I'm sorry. I, no, each of the books I, oh, is going to, those are all just different covers, covers for got this it. one got sampler it, issue. Uh, yeah, no, every, every, series is going to get their own books and uh and those all have very distinctly different tones themes it's fairly oversized it's 64 pages oh yeah no it, it was that's why that's part of the reason why i didn't get a chance to read it all i was just like <laughs> oh crap this is longer than i that's expected. a lot yeah yeah so i just looked through it but Absolutely. uh again it, it looks great like it's just you know hopefully they'll be able to bring uh bring the heat yeah yeah absolutely uh, additionally, I read The Flash this week. I wasn't sure if you'd have time. I'm glad you get a I chance did. to. Issue 5, The Flash, uh, Cy Spurrier, I'm writing uh, art by Mike J. Odato Jr. And listen, folks, I like I really like this book. Still like it? Um, but that said, I completely get if you are a Flash fan that you don't like this book. I get it. Yeah, because it's, it's just not a Flash-type book. And that has nothing to do with being like, oh, well, you don't get... like. No, I'm not saying that at all. Mm-hmm. I think you get it 100%. I think yeah, it's, it's just, just not what you're looking for in your Flash book. Totally, totally get you. Mm-hmm. I like it, yeah. but I wasn't reading Flash before this. No. So, you know what I mean? Right. Um, that said, uh, you know, listen, it's, it's Wally's in a weird place. Mm-hmm. The His family, not just the Flash family, but his family and he. Yes, Linda a, and everybody. Yeah, yeah, they're in a weird space. You know, Jay. Mm-hmm. Is that J-A-I? Is that how you say it? Jay? Oh, I, I always said Jai, but yeah. Jay? Uh, I assumed it was Jay, because like Jay Garrick, but, but oh, not. Oh, yeah, no. Know. Could but, be, um, but yeah, like he's you know he he has his his powers, but you know he's he's bad at using them. Mm-hmm. Like he always messes up, mm. and like I'm like I you know what I can relate to that. You know, like you know, as a kid just screwing up, and you know it's kind of coming like he, they're different. They're just different powers, and I believe in this issue he he lets his dad know he doesn't want to be a superhero. Mm. Um, and uh, we notice that Wally keeps going back to the Gallery of Truth, that place where like things are like it's a statue garden you remember me showing you that yeah. at all like there's like this uh yes yeah there's a statue garden in here somewhere in one of the issues um but that's the gallery of truth and uh, he keeps going back there and when as he does like he forgets who he is and mm-hmm. forgets everything and i'm like oh, I, I think we're saying something here mm-hmm. you know he you know the flash is like fastest man alive he can do everything he's a father he's a this he's a that he's a, like whatever and i and i think what we're getting here is that wally just needs a break yes 
And uh, even though ironically, he finally is getting to be the flash again, like with his own book. Right, right, right. And we're saying he needs a break now. Well, I think he's like, it's not that he needs a break from being the flash. I think he just needs a, like a break from saying yes to everything or feeling like he has to do every, every single thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, and I love the way the Deodato portrays when he goes there. Because they always mention like the the like those in touch with the Speed Force or the Flashes, like you can see that you know what we see in the book, you see like the trail, and you, you can follow it if you wanted to. With this, he just fades away, and you don't know where he goes. Mm. Um, and then um, yeah, this there's something about this book that I really really like. And again, I do think we're saying something with it, but. Again, if you were looking, if you were like, I'm reading the flash. <laughs> I can't wait for joy and speed. And I love the joy of it. Or even just, you know, maybe it's not always like joyful, joyful, like, you know, ridiculous, just happy, sunny, whatever. But like, you know, it's the, oh, the flash is down. And he's going to get up and blah, blah. And he's going to punch the bad guy, right? Yeah. He's going to do whatever he does. And he's going to do it with a smile and a quip. I don't feel like that's where this book is going. And so I get it. Yeah. Like I said, I totally understand you. I am very much enjoying this book, though. Oh, sure. You know, like I really, really am. And um, I am sorry that like we're like we're, we're I don't know. I feel like it's taking away from people's time with this character. You know, mm. if you were really excited for Wally to come back and you thought it was going to be like one thing. And then you're like, here's this. Here's something else. And yeah. it's not that it's bad. No, I don't think it's bad. I just think it's maybe not what everyone wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. I, I do like some some dourness, some some strangeness. I love Deodato's panel work in this. It's absolutely incredible. Yeah. And like sometimes it feels a little bit like we're, we're um, like, I don't know, it's just the way that it's laid out that it feels like you're almost like seeing it through maybe the perspective of someone attached to the speed force, like just seeing so mm. much all at once. I, I, I don't know. Like I, I really would need to sit down and, and analyze this. Um but I, I will. I just enjoy this book, and yeah. it's always so different. I always like jump back into it. I'm like, am I still reading this? Am I still reading the Flash? And mm-hmm. by the time I'm done with it, I'm like, yes, I am, a hundred percent. Like it is, but it's dark. Oh sure, I mean, it's a dark color palette. It's it's a dark subject matter. You know, not everyone. Very few people are happy in this book. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a lot of like joy. Yeah. Um, but maybe when that shows up, it's gonna be super exciting. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just saying i like it yeah. sorry and data is doing a good job i really i like it it's again it's not you know super beautiful and every that people aren't drawn super heroically at all times um but you know it's, it's interesting inspector pilgrim is here mm. the science department <laughs> or science he's a science detective i see there you go cool um, so um I dig it. I feel bad though because I'm well, just don't like, apologize love- for liking a book. No, but I mean, like, I feel bad because I'm just like, Spurrier is so great. And then I'm like, I mean, it, this is a good book and I'm really, really enjoying it. Yeah. But it's probably not what you wanted, maybe. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, Lenny Laserdisc says it. Uh, it's been a minute since I said hello. So hi. Uh, oh. Hi. I've been uh, really hooked on Sabretooth War. He's my third favorite X Men character. Oh. Uh, thank you, Tiffany, for all the X Men knowledge. It's been my favorite part of the show. Oh, thank you. Hear it. Thanks, I, man. I'm trying. Listen, Thanks for your support. Yeah. I don't have all the answers. No, I, that's true. I appreciate you. <laughs> uh, R. Jones, I sound Tiffany wanted oh. to plug the Gargoyles 30th anniversary Kickstarter. Comics decades out of that's print right. uh, are now available. 90s Marvel run in the 2000s slave, slave labor graphics run. That's right. Yeah, that's right. You'll have to uh, see my uh, conversation with one uh, person who has a vested interest in seeing this uh, series uh, return and this Kickstarter succeed. So awesome. k- keep an eye out. 
Can't wait. Uh, Zoinks. Uh, hey, guys. I've been in a Cy Spurrier binge at the moment. Nice. First <laughs> volume of Coda. Caught up to the Constantine series. And Aaron Campbell's art is awesome. Yes, 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 yes. If you like that, then you might want to check out um, Suicide Squad Blaze. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, J-Man 27 Joestar. Uh, the Sabretooth War arc is taking place after X-Force 50, but before Fall and Rise of X. It's yeah. mentioned in writing credits for issue 41. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Girk Pectus, uh, did you hear about the Hugo Award controversy? What a spit in the face to Gaiman and Sandman. His episode of Sandman had nothing to do with China. No, I did not. No, I didn't. Uh, he also asked, did you know that Alan Moore came up with the Marvel 616 as a joke? Hope you use this as an excuse to use your hilarious Moore impression. I'm afraid I can't because David Thorpe actually created the uh, 616 numbers for Marvel and Alan Moore was just attributed to it. So I'm afraid no Alan Moore reference today. Uh, Jay Sage, I've uh, read enough shonen manga. I'm all aboard gods. Yay, hey, nice. That's an interesting uh, approximation. Uh, Last Starfighter. Hey. Hello. Uh, hey, Comic Pop, totally off topic, but I saw a comic content creator on Instagram being sent 12 copies of Mark Miller's Trouble to their P.O. box. Hopefully you guys will not get copies anytime soon. I, uh, I think I saw that too. And I don't know why. But I hope that no one ever sends them to me because I, <laughs> I have my copies. We did our episode. Yeah, I never need another copy of that ever again. But uh, thank you, man. Uh, Dex Baker, uh, as a sponsor of the show, yeah. I just want to take this uh, time to whine about digital. I okay. rarely do digital, but I wanted to read on a flight on Google Books. Nothing current pops up without heavy digging. So mm. I've never used Google Books for that. That's interesting. I yeah. want to check it out. I, I do use, um, this is not sponsored. Actually, no. not sponsored. <laughs> um, I do use uh, Amazon's comicsology now kindle yes to do so um but i'll have to check out the google books experience because i know they do have stuff on there i didn't know they actually carried um current things me either <laughs> didn't you read uh you used to read comics on google or at least you you found you could i could and i also found that some of them like i could get because you remember you used to feel to like get money for like doing google surveys yes and so like i could use it to buy some like some trades. books yeah exactly but i wasn't looking for anything current you know if i was trying to get something current i don't, I don't know how that, that works i don't know but yeah i do remember it not being super like easy yeah yeah Mm. Uh, Jay Sage, comic Papa Pop. Uh, have a great day, both of you. I've uh, like been it. reading Size Flash, well written, but might not be the direction I'd want. That's okay. I'd let him cook, though. See, See, yeah, no, yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, you'll get another Flash book, I promise. Uh, Eric Wu wanted to thank Tiffany for inspiring me oh. to buy AXC Judgment Day. Thanks for keeping me interested in modern comics. Yay! Thank you, Eric. AXC, man, it's so good. I it's know. Like one of my favorite events. It means a lot to me that uh, people are uh, encouraged to buy comics thanks to a recommendation from us yeah uh we got more there's more books uh, on the way Is here we there? go uh i read penguin number six uh tom did, king did you catch up yeah Stephen wow. uh subic this uh series uh, i did catch up in uh in in preparation for my chat with tom king which uh you guys really needed to watch it's it's really great uh, but uh, this is still a fantastic series. The art's great. The uh, story is incredible. And the characterization is just 100% on brand. Uh, even Batman is good in this. You know, like, I like Batman as he is portrayed in this. And it's really cool. And you might find out why uh, because of uh, what Tom King says in my conversation with Tom King on the show uh, here on this very channel. But uh, yeah, man penguin right how did penguin become the top dog or or, or bird in gotham crime mm -hmm. if batman is so good at stopping crime well it turns out that uh penguin was a bartender for falcone and 
he was so incensed by his lowly position that he inevitably found out through apparently his mother or at least the woman who adopted him or took care of him or a old crazy woman that lives in his apartment complex that he is taking care of because he feels bad for her. The That's penguin does? the penguin. Yeah. Oh. As, when he was younger. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, he, uh, sh she was telling penguin a story one time after he was complaining about his job that, uh, she saw Batman once Batman landed on the roof while she was taking care of her birds. She takes care of pigeons. Oh, sure. And uh, she's like, he's not a, he's not a monster. Like he's just some guy. Like he doesn't shoot. He doesn't fly. He has ropes that he throws, you know? And that like, that, that, that turned some gears in penguins head. And so at one point penguin flags down Batman and he's like, I have information about the Falcone family. You want to take down Falcone? I'll help you. And so inevitably, like, and Batman, of course, is like, I know everything about you, Cobblepot. And like, or like, I know your real name because he had a, he used a, you know, a nom de plume. Uh, but he's like, I know your real name. I know who you are. I know you're from. Like, I, I know everything about you. And there's nothing to about, about you that tells me you're a good person that right. wants to help Gotham. And uh, so reluctantly, Batman, like, works with them. And, like, they, they essentially work together to destroy the Falcone family. Uh, the reason why Penguin is... You you assume that based on the story that like Penguin just occupies where Falcone was, Batman installs Penguin as the head of the of the crime family so he can keep a like a like a like a look like a, a a an eye on the crime family and control it or at least like he knows he he can he can watch it monitor it and control it better than when it's like chaotic and run by like criminals that he doesn't know personally. I don't know if I like that. I know it's very interesting, but like <laughs> the thing is, I think it's, I think the, it, it basically blows up in Batman's face. The idea that, cause of like, course. because of course at That's the end, like, I don't know if I like that. <laughs> we see uh, the wrap up. We're like, you know, we're taking down Falcone today. This is the thing, blah, blah, blah. And uh, after Batman leaves, you know, the old woman is talking to Penguin and she's going on and on. She's obviously lost her mind. And she's just like yammering on and on. Mm -hmm. And Penguin explains like, you played your part that like you made Batman think that I was anything other than a monster and then pushes her off the top, the top of the building. Like, it's just this incredible book. Cause like you're reading this and you're kind of like, I feel something for penguin. Like I feel bad or the very least I understand him and Oh no. Like, is he becoming sympathetic? And this is one of those things where it's like, that's what most good fiction does. They, they humanize the villain. Oh, sure. sure. In this case, it's like, no, Penguin's a piece of shit. And he always has been. And <laughs> I'm like, sucks. oh, yes. It's great. All right. And uh, and this book in particular is mostly about like Penguin year one. So okay, that's worth okay. reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the rest of the series has been about Penguin building his team so that he can take Gotham back. Mm -hmm. And uh, and and the twists and turns and deceptions and uh, so forth that, 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 that go on for that. It's a really, really cool series. Great. Just, just frustrating how good it is. Uh, but yeah. All right. What else you got? Uh, let's do, I got two left. I know. So let's do Resurrection of Magneto. Why Resurrection not? of Magneto? Yeah. Magneto came back to life? What? Not yet. Oh, okay. Resaluing <laughs> uh, with art by Luciano Vecchio. Mm. Um, That's two Magneto books in the Krakoa age that probably could have just been a story arc in another book. Maybe. Trial of Magneto and Resurrection of Magneto. Admittedly, Ewing was the one who did 
the the work, deed. Yeah, he did the deed. He was working with Magneto. He well, was X Men Red was the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He and you know he's been working with Storm. So like, if anyone's gonna do it, let it's, this man. Let this oh, absolutely, do it. Let, definitely let him do it. So like, I think that's okay. Fair. Um, essentially, you know, like this opens up with an image that I will get into in a minute. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's an image of, of Magneto and, and storm is dreaming of it. She's been sleeping with that guy that from like Earth. <laughs> that guy, that guy. Good I, for, I don't recall listen, that. Good for that guy. Really? Yeah. No, I don't. Oh uh, yeah. No, he, he's just like a dude. And, it's and just some dude. He's just a dude. He was on a He saved like two kids from a and He's like been kind of caring for them now. And okay. like, you know, they, they've got a thing going on. She's like, he's not, like a mutant, he's not a this, he's just a guy. Just some guy. It's, it's really sweet, actually. I really like, it's very healthy. Yeah. It's very healthy. It's good for you, Aurora. <laughs> it's very good. Good good for you. Yeah. Just, just enjoy it, honey. Grounds you. Yeah. Uh, his name's Craig. Um, but uh, yeah, she says, like, when I'm with him, I'm not a queen or a warrior or a goddess. I just am. Right. And I'm like, that's cool. That is cool. He's just there. He's just taking care good of for her. you, Craig. But I think she's also like, I'm not coming back, Craig. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, sorry, sorry, Craig. Craig's like, I, I knew I, I always knew it was gonna end like this. Yeah. I'm actually surprised I'm not being murdered right now. It's like, do I do I keep the house or like what? Sure. <laughs> the air is gonna evaporate soon, you know it. You might want to go home. Get out of there, Craig. <laughs> go home quick. You see if you can get that re that lease renewed. Yeah, take the kids. Uh <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh you know, Storms has having dreams of Magneto saying, like, I was wrong. Yeah. And she's like, I gotta I gotta go and see him. <laughs> Mm -hmm. because remember when like wanda created the waiting room yes yeah, so she's like i'm gonna go there i'm gonna see if i can find him ah. so um she utilizes um dr adam brashier okay brashier i think it's brashier yeah however you want to pronounce that it's one thing to say them in your head it's another thing when you have to say it out loud mm -hmm. i gotta tell you like because i'm reading it don't question nope it. nope say it out loud i'm like is that it right is this it i don't know i don't know um but essentially someone she's worked with in the, in the past uh who was hanging out with uh Taya okay again i said this before you know Galen's mom yes <laughs> uh. um but uh, what you need to know is he's going to help her get where she needs to go she pre enters the portal he creates prematurely and uh she ends up where she needs to be where she's greeted by Tarn oh and i was like Oh, hi, Tarn. <laughs> what are you doing here? Yeah. And he's like, don't forget, I am technically a mutant. Right. So, so I can come back so too. So I'm here yeah. waiting. She's like, where's everybody else? She's like, they 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 come and they go as they please. Mm -hmm. Great image. A lot of stuff in the background. You can check it out. Or yeah. Not. Easter eggs. Totally up to you. I and didn't see an article that pointed them all out. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, big fight. Yep. Occurs because, listen. Let's have a big fight. Yeah, I saw people complaining about this online because they're like, Torn is so powerful and he's so awesome and I can't believe how it was uh, whole series just to make everyone understand how cool Storm is. And I know that I kind of like that, but also uh, I'm mad because I put all my, I uh, invested all my personality into knowing that Tarn is cool. I, to those of you who are upset There's about There's no one in our comments that's doing that. No, I know. These, no, we're talking about Redditors. Just, just in general, like, folks, it's Tarn. He sucks. He's dead. He's dead. He's in the waiting room. Like he's, he's dead. Um, and you know, Magneto took him down, and he worked with Storm. Come on, mm -hmm. he's also in the waiting room. Yeah, there's magic involved. Literally, they keep talking about magic. Well, like, that's well, they only did that because they only saw like two pages out of context. Right. Well, like, they didn't hey, even know they were in the waiting right, room. Right. But like, pay attention to the context. Well, why would I do that? Right. I'm reading comic books here. <laughs> 
Anyway, big cool fight. Really great opportunity for Vecchio to like just go. Just go, go for ham. broke. Just Let's go do it. Crazy. Yeah. Um, with like you know changing turn up and just like just really great images. I love this. It's it's a solid opportunity to keep the action going in a book that seemingly would just. That's be gonna hard. be Storm <laughs> going to heaven and talking to Magneto. Yeah. 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 Um, we get we get reference to a book. I did not read. I did not read that Gambit series. The original one? No, I think it's the other one. I think remember they did a recent one. Oh yeah, yeah no. I, I did not read that one. Well, we you're get, in the minority. We get, I mean, a majority. Sorry. We get um a reference to it, which I was kind of like piecing together. I was like, okay, cool. Ah, uh, Gambit. No, there's a cat there. Sandwich me. I love. Um, yeah. But listen, we are talking. We're talking about magic. Mm-hmm. Magic is going to pay a part of it. Um, so Doctor Strange shows up and he's like, Storm, oh, Storm obviously has a connection to it. She gets like a, a peek to see what's going back on where she was. She didn't just leave. Like, she's like dying. Oh, and like, in order to go into there, like you need to be able to, you need to like, be half dead. I think that's why the guy was like, hold on, don't go in the portal yet. And right. she was like, no, nah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I know, why would you just wait? Yeah, it's, like, it's not it's like it takes so it'll take a week to calibrate no it's like 10 minutes if you're a time factor here I don't know. all right fine why he's dead he's not going anywhere <laughs> anyway so she needs to like follow the the path that magneto took and he went to the tower so she's going she's gonna have to follow his way and like mm. it's interesting because as she's talking to the like her ancestor mm. um uh you know they she's like this is a journey my descendant he took the path of life and death and for every rise a fall yeah i was like oh that's cool and so she like tumbles down ah. um ends up talking to a dominion mm. it is mentioned in like, enigma is mentioned which is the name of uh or what is being uh the doctor not the doctor but the nathaniel essex uh dominion is being referred to yeah and so that is just distinctly brought up i like that ewing is bringing it back around to hickman's original idea of dominions i mean yes. again it's all being tied in the Ewing Spurrier like, Gillen grouping there. Yeah, really, trifecta. They're trying really hard to like bring this whole thing home and, mm-hmm. and, and together. Not that the other writers aren't, because they definitely are, but yeah. these three are definitely like, all right, let's doing a lot of heavy let's, lifting. Let's wrap some like oh, no, take some of this, what he wrote, and take some of that and make it all work. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, but I do love this like Dominion, really amazing like image of Magneto. And yeah. Essentially, Magneto ends up like suffering. The Dominion like studied him and, and attempted to like catalog him and, and understand his pain. But like they realized he didn't have enough that they wanted, and they sent him on his way. And, okay. and they they want Aurora because like you know she is so like cool and powerful, cool and powerful. But like also like I think her attention or her connection to magic. Like so they're like yeah we want you. She's not going to let that happen. Um, and inevitably. Um, we see like a Russell Dowderman esque image of like Storm. And <laughs> Here's like, all the storms you remember. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and she lands elsewhere, and she's like, "Okay, cool, uh, moving on, right?" Yeah. And she wonders for a minute if like Magneto, you know, was okay with like when the Dominion was like torturing him. If that's what he felt like he deserved, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that mirrors the image from before. Exactly. We're we're gonna get. Trust me, we're getting into that image and what that image is. Um. So yeah, no, she literally has the exact same image, but it's 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 quite different. But yes, um, if you all thought post um Cheney Howard's work on um Excalibur mm-hmm. and um Ten of Swords, if we were done with tarot cards, I'm sorry, you're wrong. <laughs> um, because the image of Magneto right at the beginning and the one of Aurora right at the end is a direct um reference to the tarot card, the Five of Cups, uh, which is super interesting that they chose this and it's intentionally uh, selected uh, because in the upright position, which is what it is featured. Uh, first of all, you can see how perfectly it is mirrored here. Um, you can pop it up if you want. Um, so you, you can see here, 
uh, it, it represents regret, failure, disappointment, and pessimism. The important thing here is often what, which cups are up and which cups are down. There is part of that, but it's also important that like in the like description, it's often like the five of cups shows a man in a long black cloak looking down. I was like, that's really funny. Yeah. Um, but the point is that he is too focused on the ones that have been knocked over mm. um, and the failure of those to like acknowledge the success of the two behind. That's him. amazing because he's always so, I mean, if we were to assume that you, you can, extrapolate like the old magneto helmets you know when he was a villain yep he's so focused on what he did when he was wearing those helmets we can see they're very representative of different particular eras yeah uh, and then we see the two helmets that he wore when he was um like the cullen bun hero era and yeah. the krakoa helmet yeah he also i do believe he wore all black during krakoa as well so yeah. it's like it, it's interesting right mm-hmm um so like because of the fact that he's so focused on his his failures he doesn't acknowledge um, successes the successes or their potential for those mm. right so he misses opportunities that are available for him uh often on the card there is a bridge uh in the background there it is um that has a flowing river as well mm. and this was a dream originally this is this the image is, we're looking at is a dream was, so it's a dream that aurora had right? yes. aurora had um and it, the the river and bridge leads to the security of a castle or home on the other river bank and if only he could move to there like he could find a way through. Right. But he, he may not be able to. Mm. And I was just like, uh, what? Right. Like, yeah. It, it represents being stuck in the past that like, you know, old wounds, bitter memories, like you can't let any of this go. Mm-hmm. Um, and forgiveness is the thing that is vital for the five of cups. Like if you can it, like take five, like eight forgiveness and hang on to it. And I was like, yes, yeah. yes. So I'm just saying folks, Use this card as your guide for the rest of the trial of Magneto, because I have a feeling that that's the only way we're getting out of here is that like he'll need to forgive himself. And I think so will she considering Mm. the fact that she lands and has the exact same imagery, but it's with her headpiece instead. So, I mean, she's going to be so they're probably both going to go through a journey of some kind. I think so. Um, Yeah. And I wonder what uh, what failures uh, Aurora sees for herself. Uh, Right. I don't know. Awesome. I'm just I'm just I just thought that was really, really cool. I couldn't believe like I opened it up and I was like, yeah excuse me right <laughs> okay yeah um you know I, I wasn't huge on the idea of bringing magneto back so swiftly mm-hmm. um but making it under the guise of magneto maybe being like so it's, it's redemption yeah it's a redemption or it's an opportunity for him to like truly move past because he kind of did you know but like maybe he was wrong i don't know yeah so, anyway just fyi feel free research it yourself it's the five of cups in the mm-hmm. upright position pretty cool yeah <laughs> uh and lastly of course uh, x-force came out this week yes it did x-force uh number 48 came out yep. and uh you know <laughs> you know oh, uh, my, you saw the thumbnail oh my stars and garters folks yes i can't believe it i think we, there has to be and i'd love it if an intrepid member of comic pop wanted to clip it but like there is an episode where you pitched this ending <laughs> I mean, I mean it's it, it, exactly this. it's what people wanted it, it, it is, is it is fan I'm not the only person who, who had the this. idea I'm and not, wanted it and i'm not gonna pretend like i was i'm not gonna be like i'm i'm the one no but you know the, the reason why i say it is because most people are quick to say that they are the ones who I'm had the gonna, idea so I, I wanted to give you that where oh, you're like, i appreciate you definitely that. did have I the idea of the of many time. people who tapped into the desires of others and the and the potential that had been left for us to make this happen mm-hmm. um so this is written by Ben Percy with art by Robert Gill. And uh, listen, uh, Beast had a whole bunch of clones and he got rid of most of them. Sage held on to one of them. We knew that. That's when- a big reveal. Yeah, <laughs> it is. But well, they're mad at her. Yeah, it is a big reveal. But it's like, 
Yeah. But we know that. We know. We saw the cover. We right. know. We saw the cover. I'm not I'm not ruining anything for you here, folks. True. Um, yeah. if we're if we're gonna talk about this, we're gonna talk about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason I I, ha- I say that's so laissez faire um is because it symbolizes Sage's desire to fix this. Yes. <laughs> like it's less about the fact that she held on to one of them and more about the fact that she's like I think this could work. I'm really, and they're like, no, it won't. No, and she's Wolverine, like, no, I got this. No, Wolverine is like, I think this is a bad idea. Right, because Wolverine's saying what I was thinking. I want Beast to come back, but he's like, it is Beast. Like the Beast we have now is just an older version of Beast. He still makes those decisions. Yeah. Like making a younger Beast who was preserved from a period of like the new defenders in 1986 right. or whatever, isn't going to make things better. It's just going to make him a problem later. What, but what this does give us is like a potential for a few different endings yes. to this for sure. Um, but yeah, so, and don't forget too, when Beast left um, X-Force and Krakoa, uh, he deleted all of his Cerebro backups, except for one. Except for one. Um, which was a, you know, quite an old one and one that he did not, regard regard um which i think is really interesting because that specific thought process though kind of invalidates what wolverine was saying as though there was something that happened Mm -hmm. very specifically that led to this and so he doesn't regard that one because that one can't be what he is like yeah that i think is interesting oh i agree i agree uh yeah or he's like i don't want to deal with that that guy's too happy yeah (laughs) yeah exactly but it also says like this guy could be something special. Like right. it, 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 it identifies that period. Like I need him to. Yeah. I'm right. not going to acknowledge that one. So, um, you know, in the greenhouse in the Arctic, um, beast, current day beast, real beast shows up, steals a Krakoa suit and leaves because he's like, don't worry. I'm going to fix this. Karoom. He's, like, he's like, everybody stay alive. Yep. But like, you know, also you're all idiots. Yep. Goodbye. Everyone's dumb except for me. Yep. Basically that. And then Sage is like, hang on, everybody. I want you to see, I want you to see this. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, she doesn't even go to the fight. She goes someplace else. I think because she's afraid he's going for that instead. I yeah. realize now. Mm, me. Um, yeah. I thought she was going to release it, but no. But no, 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 no. She's like, oh, no. She's like. Well, because she do? has it because she keeps the clone beast, real yeah. beast, our beast. Yeah. In a uh, in a Krakoan like tumor. Yeah. In a, One of those in, called in a no place. Tumor. No place. Yeah um so yeah the, the the big plan is we're we're gonna do this but like i think she just has the body and there's nothing in it she's going to do the upload yes and and so they do and initially i thought because uh they had kid omega he was gonna do it but they just used technology to do it which i guess is makes sense because beast obviously uploaded what he needed to upload through that so yeah. he was using that process instead of the actual like five style process to to bring his clones to life exactly but um, I love there's a moment in this when like Beast is re- like old Beast is released. Yeah. And they're like, quick, let's strike a cool pose. Mm-hmm. It's just literally a, a moment. It's a half page moment where they say, let's like action stands. Yeah, or something. She's like, in a super defensive position, everyone. Let's all position our action figures into a cool moment. And then they pose for a picture that no one takes. No one takes. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what that is. But anyway, it's fun. Which is like a bad idea mm-hmm. because it's basically like, hi, I came out of a tube. Everyone. Everyone's here and they're all weird looking and they want to get me. Right. Well, it'd be interesting, honestly, to find out. Well, okay. So maybe Colossus is pretty normal. Colossus and Wolverine. would be like, oh, I know you. Weird. He's like, yeah. okay, that's weird. Uh, Omega Red is there. Right. Uh, Laura is there. Mm-hmm. Black Tom Cassidy. Like, I can imagine this beast being like, what the hell is Something happening? is wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in trouble. Yes. 
Um, and you know, he, he goes, he goes wild and they have to fight him. Yep. Uh, and we get him literally saying like, Oh, oh my, my stars, stars and, and garters. garters. I was like, hooray. And then we see him like locked up, which I love because I'm like, what I remember from the X-Men animated series is Beast was in jail. Like the All entire the time. time. Yeah. <laughs> Beast is free. He like, he, he, he's, he's, he is defeated in the first episode of the cartoon show and then he's in jail for like three seasons. It's yeah. horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was like, wow, that is, thank you. Yeah. You are just giving me exactly what I think of when I think of that beast. Right. right. So he's in jail. His jailer is black Tom. Yeah. Tom Cassidy. And, and Tom like is explaining how things run and, 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 and you know what Krakoa is and all that stuff. And he asks uh beast asks about the biotech and he reveals that, Everyone can use it, blah, blah, blah. And the mm -hmm. Beast obviously utilizes that and, and leaves. And I love this because initially you're like, oh, no. Oh, no. Like, he is like a bad guy. But no, he goes and he wants to learn what Beast was doing. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's a really sad sequence. It's him like just reading files and and, and looking at, you know, everything that Beast had stored away that Shade was able to, to keep. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, he's just crying. Yeah. Um, Because like he reads every file that Hank McCoy authored uh, or was the subject of yes and uh yeah i was like that's that's gotta be rough yeah like that's 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 not that's mm -hmm. not cool no i love he goes oh hank and then he just runs away he leaves he just he's like i have to go talk to him right uh, or see him or see him or fight him or kill him or whatever we I, don't know he just leaves know. and that's the end of the issue like he just runs off um so he's not gonna help them i mean like it's like i think he is i mean he is but you know it was like he's not gonna join the team he's gone they're like we just we just resurrected another beast well, maybe there, maybe Sage will be like, if anyone could find Hank McCoy, it's Hank McCoy. That's why I put a tracker on him. Right, <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. I'm sure they did. I'm sure he does. Um, but this opens up a couple of opportunities for different endings. Uh, I think, you know, best ending possible is this beast is, just takes over as beast. Yeah. And we just hope that nothing bad happens again. Right. Uh, two is uh, this beast is going to die anyway. Cause I can't remember if current beast had something in the clones that he could control so mm -hmm. i'm a little worried about that i have to go back and, and and reference that Yep, same here um but you know that this beat that new beast the one that we like dies but maybe he has an effect on old beast and old beast is like what have i done yeah exactly or uh the last option is uh, they both die right we have no beast. and we have no beast i think maybe dark beast is still alive i don't remember He's like, he was like in a tube somewhere, but yeah, I, I, I thought the Sinister Lab was destroyed. So I, oh yeah. Uh, I mean, you can always say like, Oh, <laughs> one more pod and it's the evil age of apocalypse beast. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, you know, the beast is back. We'll enjoy it for as long as we can. I'm just, I'm thrilled that we're hopefully going to get like a, like a good dialogue between this beast and current beast. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, we'll, we'll see what that, uh, gets us so that that uh ends up being mm -hmm. uh, for our reward for that i would love to see this beast talk to charles oh yeah but i don't think we're gonna no that. i don't think so either <laughs> i i'd like this beast to be i just i just i'm i'm sick of it and, and i i like marvel is like an expert at this point of being like here's the thing you want wait no it isn't ha 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 it's a little or a lot different so like yes they give you beast or you find out that like there's a secret like evil beast program in his brain that's mm -hmm. going to be released if like they encounter some contingency that beast believes only he could defeat. You know, it's like I, I just want real beast you to mean, be like back. The, the beast of Zerona. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. So, yeah, uh, this is a good book. But uh, but it was like, woof. no, it was good. Um, but it was like it was just sad to yeah. see this beast 
face himself. Yeah, or which is really sort of like if you really like think about it, like, it's very. Um, it's a cool concept to have a character from the past interact with where comics have come, like to to take like the like, yeah, like the, the wholesomeness the, mm-hmm. and to drop it in to some more modern storytelling and, yeah. and have them have to react to it. I'm like, ooh, yeah, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but it'd be nice to have a like a relic from like a, a more optimistic Marvel infused into this current period it would also be nice because it's like kurt has already been through a lot and at least he is back on his path yeah um colossus is not the joyful character he used to be um based on what he just went through honestly i haven't seen Colossus be happy in 30 years oh, yeah ever since his, his sister like got the leg like got the yeah, but when got he, the was, he almost got married he was doing pretty okay yeah there was a period there's there's moments of happiness but like he's russian he's never gonna be true <laughs> but you know what i mean like you know you, you do think of those sometimes as being like more like you know like jovial or at least like we're gonna do this yeah and now he's just kind of like i really like i was i couldn't do anything and i it, my body did these things so i you know yeah i know i don't know i think there's a little room for some joy i think so, so we'll see if if, if, Hank if they want to give out. it to us it's to hank out yeah let's see uh but yeah so uh before we get into more we should talk more but uh but before we do that we got a couple of super chats oh, um, thank you very much cat loyal defend for treats thanks for bringing my attention to uh sean god murphy's zorro just read issue one on digital and it was great pre-ordered the trade the art is what i wanted nice very nice. glad to hear it uh Thorn- like that idea right if you're not like you know if you're not gonna get the singles or whatever yeah like the idea of like trying one issue and then if you like it well enough you get the trade that's yeah. a great idea uh thorn identity welcome to the show man good to see you again i uh, wish i had something pithy to say to go with this donation sadly <laughs> yeah but you could go, go pick up green lantern invictus on amazon or at your local comic book store folks check it out uh brandon foley was always curious why you had two channels uh the reason the short version is because uh YouTube, uh, okay, so like you release a video on uh, YouTube on your channel, um, that video does well. YouTube uh, recommends that video or videos like it that you make to the wider audience. Uh, if you make two videos and one video does well and the other video does not, YouTube looks at the the, the poorly vi- uh, performing video and they go, well, it looks like people aren't really going to be investing in your channel and neither will we. So we don't show those videos to people. If you make three videos and two of those videos do well, but one of them does not, the one video will hurt the other two videos, mm-hmm. uh, especially in when it comes to watch time and retention. So let's say you have a script, uh, not a scripted, but like a pre-recorded show where it's like about 90 minutes long and people talk on a couch about a comic book and that does very well and then you do like a weekly live podcast where you talk about the current books and that does moderately okay uh because of the moderately okay video they assume that the channel they don't differentiate between the difference in videos Mm -hmm. so as far as they're concerned you have been releasing the same video like you know two or three times a week and people are only watching one of the two or three videos which means your channel's a failure because you're failing to retain the bulk of your viewership which I don't think is true. And I think that YouTube, uh, you didn't used to believe that, but since they're slaves to a, you know, artificially intelligent algorithm that they don't have control over anymore, they have to just do whatever the machine tells them. So they're like, oh, well, the robot says no, so no. Uh, So the only way to combat this is to pull those shows away from the other show and then put them out on another channel where more consistent content can come out. We do most of our live shows and other like experimental content when i say experimental i mean just what we would have put on comic pop you know five six years ago Mm -hmm. but can't anymore because it would have hurt back issues and 
frankly speaking, my bottom line. Uh, but uh, but because this channel can be for just live shows, if the shows only get like five to ten thousand views, uh, certainly in for whatever reason, the last two years, five thousand views, uh, it doesn't really hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. This channel just does that well. Yeah, you know, it does as well as it can. Not it drags down what we put could potentially be doing with the other channel. Mm-hmm. We also tested it and found that like the main channel does as well with one video a week than it did with five videos a week. Mm-hmm. And that four of those five videos weren't doing as well as the main video and were hurting the other video. Mm-hmm. So rather than work in a toll booth and make back issues once every two months, we're doing this. Uh, Ray Farr, Comic Pop Woo, uh, had a rough day due to my insurance company, but good old Comic Pop was there to make the day better. Thanks for all you do. Sorry Uh, about that. Sorry to hear that. I'm glad you're here, man. Uh, I know you previously said that good art can save bad writing, like Spawn and Hush, uh, but are there any comics with amazing writing that you uh, can't stand? Yeah, Symbiote Spider-Man was a series that should be 100% for me. And I read the first volume and I was like, I love this, but I'll never read another issue of it. Just, that's it. I'll never read more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It look it is so horrible looking. Right. Uh, but yeah. So um Master of the Universe Revolution. This is a show that I was not expecting us to watch, much less uh review on this channel, but uh we were we found ourselves with a free Sunday and we watched them and you noticed that each episode was less than 30 minutes long and there were only five episodes, <laughs> and we were like, Oh, well, I guess we'll just watch this. Not like we'll watch the whole damn thing, but by the time we got to like episode four which is of course the penultimate episode of the series uh we were like oh well i guess we'll watch the next one it's only like 36 minutes long or something so we watched all of it mm-hmm. of course this is the uh third i think season yeah if you can even call it a season the or season. if someone wants to cut it together to make like a 95 minute long movie there you go oh, um, it would be a two and a half hour, two hour or... that's not bad no. two and a half hour long he-man movie that's pretty sweet so yeah, it's somebody, not even quite that. No, so cut that together. Make a freaking He-Man movie out of this. Uh, but yeah, it, it, this is of course like the continuation of that series, mm-hmm. uh, the one that was much uh, discussed and uh, criticized uh, for all kinds of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, this one, uh, you called it an, an apology uh, season. Would you still categorize that now that Me? you've seen the rest of it? Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> it, it absolutely is. This is what thought they were getting this is exactly that this is this was you know references but also reverence for the source material and uh and and just tongue-in-cheek wink and nods but without like and it's about something but it's about something like a fantasy movie would be about not like about what current hollywood is about you know it's just like here's the thing you know oh no prince adam's father is dying and disease like you can't be a superhero and a king what are you gonna do and it's like that's the duality also there's a girl you like and like you just better tell her how you feel like that's it's it's like more than likely you're gonna see the twists and turns coming your way a mile away that's all right but like yeah you're here to watch a he-man cartoon you're not here to like be challenged (laughs) and if you are here to be challenged watch the first two seasons <laughs> that's more of a challenge but like I, I but i'll be honest with you I, I had more fun watching this than i did the last two seasons i you know for me because like my apparently because the only thing i can remember about the last two seasons mm-hmm. really 
revolved around Evelyn. Yes, which were great. That is my magnet character. Oh yeah. And so for me, I'm like, no, I loved everything. I loved all the seasons because yeah. I, I like leaning. Oh no, no, no. Evelyn was was. Like, I'm like, I'm so here for her character, and that was when I was like, wait, is she alive still? Is she like? I was like realizing how frantic I was for her to be in mm-hmm. this. Yeah. She wasn't packed in this. Everybody. She Don't was. Worry. If and... you are a, a an Evelyn stan, like I apparently am right now, or Goodlin, or Goodlin. I haven't decided yet. That needs to be workshopped, but uh, um. <laughs> that's canon. But yeah, it's it, but yeah, no. Every, all your favorite characters come back, yeah, sure. and even your least favorite characters. But the the least favorite character people complain about, they went away. They were or they shut up. That's certainly what people were complaining about. Now they are all quiet. Nobody does anything. It's just He Man and Tila, and she's there. But she, you know, she goes over there and does some stuff. It's not about her. She, uh, but the you know the, it is what he promised he's like it's about masters of the they're all masters of the universe yeah someone gonna, says at some point and at, sometimes it's gonna be about that person and sometimes it's gonna be about this person i don't know yeah the universe is big and it needs different masters and each yeah. master of the universe does reveal themselves and yeah. uh you know it's just, but uh yeah I, I liked skeletor in the previous two seasons more than this one oh, for sure disappointing 100%. um i i liked the idea behind what how they presented this journey for Skeletor. Yeah. But again, a kind of a wasted opportunity. Yeah, I feel, you know, it's funny is like that the Skeletor stuff was where I could feel the compression of the series the most. Yeah. And I don't know if that's so funny because we often talk about decompression, but that I could feel like I was like, they didn't have enough episodes. Nope. They weren't to, given enough episodes. To like really open that up. Yeah. No, because but that's fine. Because I was looking for something else from this this season, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well I, I all I wanted was just more He-Man and Skeletor. And not even that, like because I never like He-Man is not my favorite character in any realm of fiction. I couldn't care less about He-Man. But oh. If I'm watching a He-Man cartoon, like he's going to be a ride-along character because like I, it occurred to me today, I was thinking about the show, I was thinking back and I'm like, he doesn't do anything wrong. He-Man does not like make a mistake. No, he does. It's not like a moral mistake. No. You know what I mean? Like, oh, he's he-man. <laughs> he doesn't stumble is my point. Like he, he makes errors in judgment, but he does not like, it, there's no point where like, you know, there's, there's a, there's a, act two twist where the where the the, the supporting cast turns against him and oh, he has no. to have a redemption journey there's not enough time there's no time what for that five episodes i know there's only there's only uh like what like 120 minutes of this show so or, or a movie but yeah um it was fun it was just a fun little little story um that was ridiculous yeah. and uh and exactly you know the, all the uh all the callbacks references and stuff that were in this were very superficial in this Whereas in the previous sh- version of the show, the, pre- the, the, the show, like uh-huh. the aggressive version of the show, where it's like, here's a million, sh- you know, comparatively, here's a million episodes. Here's all these different focus character episodes. And mm-hmm. here, here's different twists and turns. Here's a sequence where He-Man and Skeletor are literally fighting and He-Man yells, this isn't about us anymore. And like, that's what the whole point of the show was. It's like, you know, we're talking about other people now. Um, since we threw that away, the things that I miss about it were, character illustration moments moments that were like focusing on you know those characters uh it would have been nice to get two skeletor episodes yeah like we had like one evil in episode well obviously since she's wonderful uh again uh, you know it's funny like i i I still want Evil Lynn to play Doctor Doom in the MCU. Oh, me too. And uh, I, I, this has not done anything to dissuade me from that theory. I don't. I, I know there's a lot of like people who, I, myself included, I love Doctor Doom. And I think if I were like 13 and they Doctor Doom came out and it was a woman, I'd be like, "Boo, that's confusing and weird." But then he'd take his mask off and it's friggin' 
Lena Headey, and I'd be like, oh, never mind. I'm just going to shut up now. <laughs> oh, never mind. She's so hot and cool and scary. <laughs> like, it, oh, no, just woke something yeah, oh, well, no, I love Dr. Doom now. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but she's so scary. She'd kill me. Yeah, uh, yeah it'd be awesome. Uh, but anyway, uh, the, 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 it's almost like it's funny because like the story is very uh, almost a little bit above one dimensional. No complaints, but like no. uh, clearly what the, the focus of the show is and now it always has been is the cast. Mm-hmm. They're just so proud of themselves. Who they, they got? Uh, but everybody does a really nice job. Uh, obviously, Tila's uh, original voice actor did not return because she thought she was too good for this. Uh, I'm well, just kidding. I don't know. Not. She was just probably busy, oh, or, or they didn't have any effing money for her. Or it could just be that, like, she's not. She's like, I don't want to do voice work. Like, I don't blame be, her. Like, yeah, it's a different. It's a different. Um, you know, muscle to. Oh yeah. To practice with. Absolutely. Uh, but it made me wish that uh, Melissa Benoist had been Tila the whole time. Because she did, uh, she did a good job. She's fine. I I I don't love Melissa Benoist. I'm not like, oh man, I loved your Supergirl. But she was a good Supergirl for yeah. that type of show. Um, I don't want to see her play Woman of Tomorrow, but uh, you know, I thought she did a nice job. Yeah. And you know, from her her work on like Homeland, I'm like, oh yeah, good job. You know, mm-hmm. but uh, she she plays Tila well. That's it. Yeah. Everyone, everyone does a good job. I do believe that Mark Hamill was better at Skeletor in the previous two seasons than in this one. I think he had more to do. He there, did have more to do. There's a lot for him to do because we got to get out of the way. Keith have, David. <laughs> Keith David as Hordak is, I wouldn't even say it's inspired casting because it's like, it's more like, uh, duh, yeah. but also uh, woefully underutilized. Yeah. Well, I think. Criminally. Criminally. Underutilized. Under yeah, I would say. Well, I think they're just, you know, whatever. We'll see. You know. Mm. Well, we'll see. Yes, am, but uh, <laughs> but he's not in enough of this. Well, no, because again, they had five episodes. Uh, yeah, but like we could cut to him saying more stuff. I don't know. <laughs> Hordak was uh, you. You had complained about Hordak. Uh, the design. I was like, he's a lot less like cybery. Yeah, but it's okay. It all worked out. It did work out. Yeah. When I was like, maybe he's like changed or something or. No, they're just going for something different. Yep. But then there's flashbacks to him and I'm like, oh, he's his action figure now. He's yeah. got the fur. He's <laughs> got the loincloth and everything. He's got the loincloth with the fur. Yeah, it's great. Um, but uh, but obviously, you know, Keith David did a great job. Yeah. Um, and wasn't phoning it in. No. And I was worried that he might be like, I'm sorry, so what goggles do you want me to play here? <laughs> But uh, but instead, he's, I don't think so. I think he's a consummate professional. He's a complete professional. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I really ho- there was a moment where Skeletor was fighting Hordak, and I was like really hoping that like there was going to be a moment where like I, all I could think of was they live, where they just have a twenty minute fight in the in the alley. So like get to get Keith David wear sunglasses, and I was like, is there a is could they put a <laughs> <laughs> Can they make a Faye Liff reference in this movie? No, they cannot. No. <laughs> and I'm really glad they didn't. No, me still. too. Uh, everybody did a guy's job. You know, like, uh, uh, I like um, I like Orko yeah. a lot. Orko yeah. was one of my favorite characters when I was a kid. And I love uh, Griffin wow. Newman as Orko. Okay. I liked Orko. I thought he was fun. I loved his design. For me, I loved the look of Orko. I don't know why. I always wanted the action figure. I never got mm. him. Um, Obviously, Lena Headey was great. I was uh, going to say, you know who's great? Lena Headey? Lena Headey. Yeah, great. She is amazing. And Playing you, Evil Lynn, you see? Right? Chris Wood's He-Man was, again, great. No complaints. But uh, the, 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 the elephant in the room, wearing a toupee, was uh, Keldor. Yeah. I didn't mind him. 
I found it distracting. Why? I didn't think it was too distracting. You I, know why? Because you, it's like I know why you were disappointed. No. Well, yeah, but no. I mean, like honestly, there were two people who I found distracting. One of which was Keith David as Hordak, because all I could hear was Keith David, which I'm not really complaining about because I do love Keith David's voice. Right, but they didn't do enough to build up Hordak as a character, just, so it's, it's just, just like it's we're. Just, it's just Keith David. Well, they're, they're like we have five episodes, or uh, rather, the movie's 120 more minutes. Yeah. So how about? we're going to let Keith David's voice carry the character. Like yeah, instead yeah, of, yeah. instead of you knowing anything about Hordak, you can infer from his design and what he sounds like. Yeah. And then um, just casting William Shatner, literally it like, that's just William Shatner. Mm-hmm. There's no character. No, he it's is. Just, he's just happy he's, to be there. It's just William Shatner. Yes. He's not, he's not really playing a character, but uh, I was impressed by how young he sounded yeah, he did. and how, uh, and, and, and him doing it. Like I, I didn't feel any eye rolls from him saying that he's like, you know, yes, man at arms. Like I was really surprised. He didn't like I, grit his teeth. Now maybe he has to do like 12 takes and he like, you maybe, know, I don't but know. he like, he seemed to take it. He, he, t- he took the material for real, which I really didn't expect from William Shatner at this point. I, I feel like this is not necessarily true. What I'm about to say about myself, but I, it was, I felt like it was in the moment, but like, he kind of took me right out of it. Like we're watching this and I was just like, and okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and no, and, and William Shatner. Why, why are we even pretending like he looks like anything else? Just draw William Shatner. <laughs> no, but he, yeah, no, but, but like, I, I mean, admittedly, it's like, I know what Lena Headey sounds like, so I really shouldn't complain. But no, it's I, true. I feel like she's doing something Or else. Keith David for that matter. But like, but, um, I will say Bill Shatner's like 80 or something, you know, like he's, he's, he's up there, Yeah. but he's playing a man who's supposed to be like 35 yeah. and it, it didn't seem weird. Okay. I was just like, oh, all right. What's a disappointment is that Mark Hamill didn't just play Keldor because you weren't fooling anybody. So why I mean, not just let, because Mark Hamill's doing a voice. He he doesn't always sound like that. No. So like he doesn't, you could let him play a regular person, you right. know, like let him sound like Skeletor when he's not being Skeletor. Right. Uh, sorry for, for both of you who thought that like there was some, like n- that there wasn't gonna be a twist that Keldor was a good guy. But uh, you know, I, I really was like, because there, you know what it is? In Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, uh, Joker comes back, obviously, and uh, Mark Hamill plays him. And they have a red herring character that they introduce, and he's also played by Mark Hamill. And mm-hmm. he is not doing a Joker voice for the other guy, and he is doing a Joker voice for Joker. But and, I know he can do it. But I... as, well, and as a child, seeing that movie, I was like, that guy's the Joker. He's obviously played by Mark Hamill. But not everybody like hears that. And also, who gives a crap? Right. Like, let Mark Hamill just play both characters well, I assume this is because they've entered into their uh star trek era of casting you got keith david's so already hitting up the gargoyles fandom we might as well just get more star trek people in that's true yeah around him i'm sorry bill is 91 there you go sounds great wow. it's amazing yeah that's actually kind of amazing <laughs> right. but still it took me right out i'm sorry that's fair that uh, said before we like get away from this i just want to say like teela has some outfit changes in this yes and her and her snake outfit is that that's fire snake out but his fire i was so i was so impressed i was like i was like baffled by how much i loved this especially because like that stupid little skirt thing that's hanging off the back of her is like see-through so it is like snake's skin that has been shedded i was like annoyed like thought thought went into it into this and i know she has like well then you 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 pointed out you were like hey doesn't tila have like a snake outfit i'm like oh my god tila does wear a snake outfit I completely forgot about that. That's awesome. Yay. Will she look like this the whole movie? No. But most of it. Will she have four different outfit changes in this movie? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Will there be a magical girl sequence in there that involves He-Man and Tila? You bet your bottom dollar there will be. Good. 
They are magical girls. Why shouldn't they have magical girls? Like, whatever. Everybody got over the Superman one here. Why not? Right, exactly. Superman too? has a Sailor Moon sequence. Why not He-Man? He literally does. He, he literally right. has he that. But the other thing was like got that cute haircut. The, the real elephant in the room. Yeah. What was the the lingering implication of having a Hordak as your villain in this show movie? Where you're like, oh, Hordak, you know, the Skeletor of the She-Ra cartoon. Yeah. And Hordak had his own villains. Now, here's the thing about me as a child. Um, I had He-Man figures when I was a kid. Or so I thought. They were She-Ra figures. Oh, whoops. Like, well, who cares? Like Hordak and Leech Man and that eyeball guy and, like, uh, and Beast Man. Like, uh, all of the monsters that I had that were He-Man were actually She-Ra. The reason why that matters is because they were definitely discounted. <laughs> like my mom saved a lot of money on on figures. She was like, "This is for boys. Whatever, I'll just take them out of the pink, the pink packaging before he gets them." Um, but yeah, I uh, but uh, but so I have a real. I was like, "Hey, look, look!" Just like you, because you liked Shira as well. You were a Shira fan, sure. In as much as you were aware of her and liked the implication of the character and how cool she was, and her and her theme, sure. But uh, but yeah, I was like, "Oh, I know who all those characters are." Wait a minute. These are all She-Ra characters. But I've been told by like all these Masters of the Universe aficionados that we'll never see She-Ra in this universe ever again. Mm -hmm. You know, because like A, Netflix had their own She-Ra show that made people upset for some reason. And B, uh, you know, she's owned by different companies or something like that, even mm -hmm. though she's from that effing universe and she's freaking He-Man's sister. Like, how were you how did you screw that up so badly? Um I mean, Marvel sold off all their properties. Yeah, all their movie properties. So but like, in the uh, comics, they could like, still do like it. But to a whole bunch of companies that, that now we're, everybody... Yeah, and then we're paying for it. Yeah, yeah no, it's true. Like, yeah, but it wasn't... Well, maybe it was to get themselves out of bankruptcy. I mean, I understand that motivation. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I was like, where the hell is she? And then there was a moment where we're watching the, 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 the movie show and we see a flashback to Randor and, uh, and, and Beverly Crusher and... Uh, and, and Hordak skulking off with something in his arms. And you're like, oh! <laughs> and it was like, she was so obfuscated, like th this potential baby uh -huh. that uh, one could argue that like, they didn't get the rights for She-Ra and they were just like, just animated anyway. And just, we'll just say it's like a, like a, like a bag of gold or something. <laughs> but they seem pretty upset about over that gag bag oh, of gold. Yeah. But then uh, we get a post-credit scene. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah are we getting Good more voice casting great voice casting. not like here's the thing if you cast that actress that voice actress for that role and you're not doing another season what are you even doing well it's like what you're doing is you're going like <laughs> you want what are you you, even you must doing? feel like a real jerk for not letting us make more of this like no no yeah it's like it's just really good choice i don't know if i would have picked her but like hearing it I was like, okay, I think you're definitely, I know, I think I know where the inspo is for this. And I, 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 yeah, I, cause I know she can do it. She can do both sides of that. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. And you, uh, well, you also, you, uh, I think you pointed out like She-Ra has a bit of a deep voice from the original cartoon. Sure. And it's uh -huh. like, but so does, uh, the, the voice casting they brought. And it's like, that's cool. They carried it over. They didn't, they didn't make her all like girly. You know, they didn't make her like a, they didn't give her like a, really like a Britney. Whatever. Excuse me. Excuse me. We're in post Barbie world now. You can't use that. <laughs> well no but i'm saying like you know but they didn't they didn't uh really can kick ass too yeah that's true <laughs> but they didn't uh they didn't like lilt her voice up they didn't give her like a higher octave. no i think she, i i, I like this voice actress a lot cool yeah good. um 
so who knows if they're gonna make more i don't know but i, I dug it I, but it's only five episodes if you're interested in all in this just go watch just watch this. the movie you actually you almost don't need to know anything because it explains there's like a key thing that like tila and and evelyn are doing and uh, they pretty much explained what happened there and you're like okay cool yeah you're good you could just literally just watch that and you're fine there's a moment and then you can also understand why I'm like love it. I, I I apparently I think I'm like secretly in love with Lena Headey. Yeah, it's not even a secret. She's great. <laughs> yeah, maybe she'll uh, maybe she'll fight uh, not Shira, Despera. <laughs> I believe that's the credit she got in the in the show. Is that <laughs> Despera is going to show up, and it's like, but that's the origins for uh, the character. It's like, wow, cool. This could keep going. You could keep this franchise going. Uh, if there's any if people watch it if five episodes makes you feel like <laughs> well no five episodes says that like they don't they wanted to limit the budget mm-hmm. but maybe it is a goodbye and they're like well since it's over here's Shira. whatever like i don't know but uh but i was like this is impressive like this, it was it was fun it was a fun watch yeah and i kind of dug it and i was like that's weird snake outfit. that snake outfit was great annoyed i was sad that we lost it annoyed at how much i like that well perhaps the noise should have avoided me nathan 2099 what marvel dc event do you want adapted into a movie uh i mean what marvel dc event craven's last hunt would be a cool movie uh secret wars would be great either of them every event that i would want them to do already has to like you need too much build up for it it's true hearts of darkness oh that's just a movie <laughs> pop culture guy 3000 well, has anyone another, here there's another one oh at what x-men centric event would you like as a movie i thought it was just a duplicate oh i someone else already mentioned it but like yeah just start with krakoa yeah just start there i mean i don't i think you need no. to build a krakoa but uh no, i'm just saying start with the beginning of krakoa oh yeah yeah, yeah. just be like hey we're here while yeah. while you slept the earth changed <laughs> that's true we're here now that'd be pretty that'd be pretty sweet that'd be a, a great opening for the <laughs> x-men in the mcu while you slept the world changed charles gave us like hi we're all here eat me um yeah uh fatal attractions would be stupid i wouldn't want that i guess like mutant massacre or something uh pop culture guy 3000 uh, has anyone here uh said greg land is the perfect artist for the rocks on propaganda thor comic does he know why he was hired i don't know <laughs> i don't think so that but that is i mean that's ewing right so it's like he knew uh joseph powell speaking of supergirl millie alcock has been officially cast thoughts oh i didn't know that they officially cast the supergirl woman of tomorrow and it's the uh i believe it's the game of thrones chick so all right i i I didn't watch game of thrones (laughs) so i don't know who she is actually i think she's from house of the dragon but uh i didn't watch either sorry i didn't watch either of those freaking shows so i don't know i've never seen her act in my life i never had a i never had a a a dog in this hunt I, i didn't know okay so hope it works out me me too <laughs> i like this book a lot don't have it up the book just literally a scene one page one open the, the book. book yeah storyboard do, your storyboard is story. literally bilky's Everly. it's already done just do that i know you won't because you're hollywood and you've got a real problem with that yeah hollywood we're creative too damn it yeah, you are. You make all sorts of original movies. When it, when it's based off of something else, just, just make that. Just make the tweaks where you need to for the different media. But other than that, just follow the book. It's not that long. No, I'm creative too. Yeah. I hope it's good. We'll see. Me too. Mordecai, uh, finding it, finding it, what, 
finding out what Roxxon presents Thor is and finding out that Greg Land is on art feels like a rib on him. It makes me want to read it because of that. Yeah, I, I can't believe I dropped this book before I got to that point. That's so funny. <laughs> uh, Brandon Foley, do you guys go to Fan Expo in Philly? We've been to Fan Expo in Philly, but we do not go to Fan Expo in Philly. Yes. Uh, not for any particular reason, just because I, Philly's like two and a half hours away. It's just a pain in the ass. Uh, Deathman00789, what DC Magic-focused comics would you recommend? I've liked both Justice League Dark and Plan and Read Spurrier's Hellblazer. Thanks for what you do. Well, that no um <laughs> mm-hmm. uh yeah no spurrier is perfect uh you know what as much as oh, obviously you can go back and grab some other hellblazer stuff but if or, you want to read more modern but yeah. like otherwise you know head back pick up um ennis's pick up delano's uh grab some sandman you, sandman. Will, you will not be upset exactly you will not be upset yeah read the first volume then read the second one it's not in trade <laughs> but you can also check out d Mateus's dr fate series oh yeah yeah. or his the specter series yeah uh i think tom mandrake drew some of that stuff so it mm-hmm. looks dope uh you could also read ennis's the demon series which was ridiculous uh, oh, did he did we say specifically for dc was that yeah that's okay, what he said okay good i was looking at sure. I was yeah, like, yeah. Wait, am, I not, am i dropping the ball here like there's magic stuff in there too oh like, yeah, dc magic okay. yeah dc magic uh yeah i'm trying to think of, oh Starman. um the uh the one where he looks like harry potter there's also i haven't read it but i flipped through it but if you're interested in like madame xanadu there's a xanadu comic you could grab that, that mini series yeah. yeah yeah so there's some like comics that, xanadu, xanadu. <laughs> I miss the, uh, I wish that the mall, of, the, the America, uh, what's it called? The mall of America? Yeah. No, uh, the American dream. Yeah. Uh, I wish the American dream was still called Xanadu. It would make it feel more, more, cause it is so silly. That mall is so ridiculous. And I like that it was called Xanadu for a minute. So let's recommend some comics that come out this week that you think you should check out. Let us do that. Uh, Batman Superman's world's finest, uh, annual number one or annual 2024. Cause they don't name, they don't number them anymore. Cause they don't put them out frequently enough whatever uh i'm reading it world's finest is a great book um avengers twilight number two is dropping love this series oh boy okay yeah (laughs) oh boy and uh so i like that like i meant it but i did (laughs) um uh skybound duke number two is coming out soon uh and when i say soon i mean like literally tomorrow uh batman off world number three is a book i love and you should check that out as well and uh, Trinity special number one is dropping. That's going to be obviously a special oh, about Trinity. Cool. So check that one out as well. Uh, I believe those are all of mine. So uh, Yo, did you see this cover? Oh, for King Spawn 30. It just reminds me of like. Of what it used to be. Yeah. Like old images. Yeah. It's great. Is it this one? Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. Right. Doesn't that look like old. Like I've heard good things about this issue, so I guess I will also read King Spawn Thirty. I just was like, I was very like drawn to that. Yeah, I've heard good things about this. I love Sam and Twitch. Oh, very nice, very nice. Uh, I might pick up um, Wolverine number two, uh, Saber Tooth. Or sorry, <laughs> number forty-two, part two, Saber Tooth War Two. I'm yeah. sorry, um, because I don't know. Well, because Ben Percy, you've been ben reading Percy, Ben Percy's Wolverine I, book the whole damn time. No, I haven't. I, this Wolverine was the one I've been going in and out of. X Force, I've been going in and out of. Like those two, have been like, all right, I'm in on it. Yeah, yeah maybe yeah, not. That's true. Um, Victor Lavelle and Ben Percy. Um, I, this just didn't. I know a lot of people were here for it, but again, like I totally get why this book is coming out because it, for a lot of folks, it's like, why is this happening? It doesn't feel like it's connected to this. I think it's just an opportunity for people who are not interested in what's going on in Krakoa to tell a dope. Yeah, like saber to the story. But what if Wolverine and Ghost Rider were teaming up? Ooh. Then it had nothing to do with Krakoa anyway. Would you read it then? <laughs> <laughs> I think you did. 
Yeah, yeah, we did that already. Mm-hmm. We did that for sure. Um, who's doing this? Maybe I'll check out Dead X Men. We'll see. We'll see. We'll give it a shot. Why not? So, I don't know. It's a fall ass of X One, so I have to at least read the first one. Yeah. So Bernard Chang's drawing it. Yeah, Bernard Chang's drawing it. Uh, so is uh, no Sharf's drawing it. His name comes beforehand. Oh, my bad. Maybe they're both doing it. And Steve Fox writing it. Um, But hey, it's another Fall House of X. So, you know, I'm going to have to go and look at it. I I have to at least open my eyeballs and look (laughs) at it. um, It's true. For for certain. Yeah. Um, I don't know if uh, there has to be something else for me. (laughs) What is happening? It doesn't have to be. No, it does. What's going on? Is this the fourth week? Yeah. No, it's not. Oh, no, it is. It, It secretly is. Yeah. Neat. I I will find something else to read, everybody. Yeah, I can't just read just those. Well, uh, maybe not. Maybe. I mean, you could read. Uh, well, you could read a trade. You know, oh, I could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I could. I think I have to catch up on Batman Off World. I don't think I read the second issue. Well, that shouldn't be hard. It's only because well, three issues that it reads like fast. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's fast true. read. But uh, we want to thank you all so much it's for hanging true. out with us. I want to make sure that we got every super chatter we did, and we did. So thank you so much for sponsoring today's show. But all yeah. you super chatters, we do appreciate you. Thank you all for watching. Oh, and of fifth course, week, not fourth. There's usually four weeks. Thank you. Yeah, but uh, we want to thank you so much. Before you go, make sure to check out Tiffany on Twitch.tv slash Comic Pop or YouTube.com slash at Comic Pop Plays. Yeah. That's another channel. Again, you know, if we want to uh, put out our streaming videos, those are have to, those have to go on another channel. So. Oh no, those are too long. They're too I play, long. I play, play and... for uh, quite a long time, but mm-hmm. I do stream over there, and it's usually two. Tuesdays and Wednesdays, but um, for the Wednesday next few we're busy. Weeks, it's going to be Tuesdays, Thursdays. Yep. So look for me then. Yeah, yeah. Check out the. Uh, Should I play Suicide Squad, everybody? Should I try to team up with Benny on that one? I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know if I can make that work. <laughs> I don't think so. Just, we'll see. I don't know. But uh, yeah, but check that out. And of course, uh, stay tuned for more. Uh, this channel dropped a ton of videos last week. Tomorrow, we're dropping a fun conversation that Tiffany's happening uh, with uh, with a, with the creative team of The Hunger and the Dusk. So keep an eye out for that video as well. Hooray! And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next time with another episode. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. So long, everybody. Thanks a lot for watching. Bye, everybody. Bye.